0: Welcome to the Land Cave, we're living as nerds, here giving you gaming and nerd, general nerd news, mostly gaming, every single week. Uh, if you haven't watched us before, follow us on all these wonderful places that you can follow us. Uh, we're at the Land Cave everywhere, Facebook, YouTube, we're Facebook, on Facebook Live every single Wednesday, uh, and the show is then posted as a podcast on YouTube and uh, wherever you want to get your podcasts always on those places so you can get your show wherever you want to get your show uh shows look a little pixelated to me ah that's because uh i was looking at something else don't worry about it (laughs) welcome again if you haven't if you haven't hung out with us before i'm actually solo this week uh but should have uh, a co-host uh next week or the week after we'll see what happens uh but we have some interesting uh gaming news starting off got a little bit of theme here uh uh, this week actually uh at least for the beginning we're in the post e3 slump where we're not getting a lot of gaming news but there's some interesting news still coming out uh and a lot of it has to do with uh ethics that's going to be the the theme uh, for today starting out with bungie saying no to to crunch i'm really happy about it uh Discussing the importance of a uh, work life balance. Um, They're delaying content uh, specifically because of that. And I think that's fantastic. If you want to get good, um, if you want to get quality work from people, you need to give them uh, time to decompress. You need to give them personal time. um, And you need to be able to have uh, vacations. Uh, There's, I mean, we could go on and on and on about. About the ethics of crunch, uh, but I'm really glad that more companies are getting into the, uh, are understanding how important uh, that is uh, in regards to, uh, in regards to employees. Uh, it's not, it's very important. Not just, uh, it's not just about uh, you know making people happy, but it is. I mean, it's it's you get a better product out of it. There's so many upsides to just allowing uh people to yeah basically do uh be able to live their life and still be able to create especially a lot of this stuff is also very creative it's really hard to crunch and and push through in a creative process if you're doing more uh logical work or even like very menial tasks you can push through it but when it comes to trying to get uh, trying to use the, that creative part of your brain you can burn out very easily there's no magic potion to that so it's i'm really glad to see that this is you know uh, this is uh, loosening up for a lot of companies um again dealing with uh, with ethics let's uh let's go to where am i let's talk about the nba 2k so nba 2k uh, there uh, in 2k 19 there are a lot of unskippable ads. They've actually increased as well, uh, ex- extending the load time uh, of the game and you can't skip the ads. So a lot of people are upset about it because you can't skip it. It's an ad in a video game and you paid $60 for a video game. This is not a, uh, a free to play game. If it was a free to play or freemium game, I can understand that. You're getting revenue from someone who purchased the game you don't need to get revenue uh, from ads, as well as someone who purchased the game. Hi, hey, David. Um, you don't. You really don't need to do that. Uh, it's one or the other. What's happening? Uh, what we're seeing there, and we're seeing a lot of other places, is companies are trying to uh, to be in on the forefront of of, uh, of these new revenue streams. We're seeing that with companies trying to create their own streaming apps. Uh, NBC, uh, sorry, CBS has one. NBC is, uh, is going to actually take back The Office and have it on theirs. Uh, Time Warner, Warner Brothers is all going to be under one umbrella and that's more than likely what's happening with the DC Universe stuff. is probably going to be folded into that uh, with Swamp Thing and everything. Uh, that's what at least the rumors are. What we're seeing here is we're seeing companies trying to take advantage of that. Sometimes you can do that in what I would consider to be an ethical way. This is not ethical when you are, you are charging someone full price for something and then you are adding ads to it. It's, it's similar to what happened when they originally came out with, um, with uh, Sirius X and XM when they were two different things, you got satellite radio and you did not have ads and you paid per month. And that was a premium to have premium channels and not to have to listen to ads and. I want to say it was four or five years in They put ads back in there So it's just ridiculous Um, Yeah, so uh, David's asking about the uh, DC Universe app Going away in lieu of the Warner Brothers app I believe that's what's going to happen They haven't announced anything on it But I think that's what's going to happen Um, A lot of Warner's wanting to to put out their own uh, content, similar to what Disney's doing. There's a lot of uh, a lot of shows and IPs that uh, can be under that umbrella, and I think that they're probably going to be doing that because otherwise it's going to cannibalize their own uh, viewership. So as a parent company, um, similarly, we thought the same something like that was going to happen with Hulu and Disney, but it seems like they're going to keep them separate because Disney won't have anything. I think it's over PG or PG 13. Uh, but i think that warner is going to have one because if if they have two separate streaming services they're going to cannibalize their uh, their viewership people are going to have dc or warner or just choose not to we're seeing a lot of people and there, there's actually a rise in um streaming services uh the the amount of streaming services right shows on streaming services are Uh, pirated more heavily than ones that are not on streaming services um, not counting Netflix or Amazon Uh, Hulu may, I don't know if Hulu's in there but I know Netflix and Amazon shows are not torrented near as much uh, as the other ones, or however you want to pirate them, it's usually torrenting Uh, so I would imagine that Warner that they're going to put it all under the Warner umbrella, I think it makes more sense Uh, there's some decent stuff on DC but I feel like that's almost a good business decision. But then again, DC does not know what they're doing. So maybe maybe they need that part of uh, as kind of some guidance. Uh, let's see, and also in regards to um, <laughs> ethics, let's pop over to, I thought I had something here w- with it, but apparently I do not. Um, so a bunch of, uh, so sorry, EA executives, uh, Andrew Wilson and other uh, CEOs, are actually giving up their their uh, performance bonuses, twenty nineteen performance bonuses, which I think is fantastic because they're not needed. That money needs to go to uh, to the workers, uh, It needs to go to people who are making these games great. You're giving these huge bonuses uh, to people. Meanwhile, they're putting their comp- their their employees through ridiculous. Um, Ridiculous hours and ridiculous um, uh, development cycles. So I'm really glad to see that these um, that these CEOs are kind of uh, taking a step back. At the same time that they are doing as they are doing that, um, the sorry, I was just making sure I had this uh, had this uh, queued up correctly. Uh, EA was actually in front of uh, in front of the par- was it Parliament. Just double check that uh, they were in front of. Hold on one second. I'm going to double-check. Who were you? That was... Yeah, UK Parliament. That's what I thought. Um, when they were in front of Parliament, which, by the way, looks very different than this. I don't know if they're in... There must be in a different chamber. Um, but they had to be in front of Parliament because Europe is putting together a lot of new laws in regards to loot boxes in regards to um, this type of practice, which I would consider to be uh, in... In the realm of gambling and when they were there they said well we don't have loot boxes we have surprise mechanics so they're trying to redefine and reframe what they do uh, as not a loot box but that they are uh, surprise mechanics and that it's different uh, she also was quoted as saying I have no qualms that they're implemented in an unethical way. So she's basically didn't even give herself an out where you're saying, well, are there certain scenarios where loot boxes are ethical, where loot boxes are um, done in a proper way that is not predatory, that uh, has a good balance to it. Uh, I think that it, there are quite a few games that have a great way uh, uh, a great balance for this and a lot of them are actually uh, freemium if you will uh, Magic the Gathering and hearthstone which have almost the same uh, mechanics to them in regards to uh, in regards to getting packs of cards you can buy packs of cards if you want or you can play the game and you can earn them yourself and you'll earn them at a decent pace it's not that it's not slow you will earn packs you are not going to get the best cards like very quickly and you they've kind of throttled how much of the in game currency you're going to be able to make per day um and it doesn't really make it worth the time after you do your daily quests so after that what do you do if you want to speed up well you buy packs and those are those are randomized uh even then they you know to an extent what you're getting you know you're going to get a certain amount of rares a certain amount of uh of commons so to me, that's ethical. I can choose to spend my money. I can choose not to spend my money. Um, I think that's that's a good example of that. And there's a lot of examples that are not ethical, and I think EA kind of shot themselves in the foot when they were when they said that they uh, they have no qualms with uh, if they're implemented in an unethical way uh, is just ridiculously stupid. Um, there's another movement going on again, talking about ethics, talking about crunch. Uh, Bernie Sanders has talked about. Uh, it being time for uh, game developers to unionize, uh, which that can be a touchy, st- touchy subject, but at the same time, it helps to get rights of, of workers. And when you have a unique um, set of, uh, of workers, similar to, uh, to teachers, to police officers, you have very specific sets uh, uh, and, Not only specific skills, but specific uh, flow in regards to your work uh, and a different work-life balance. Not necessarily negative, but game development companies, even if you're not having crunch, if you will, uh, you do have a push at the end to get everything done, to get it polished, to get it ready for, for, um, for it to be out. So I think it could be a positive thing for them to have these types of unions, to make sure that their unique needs uh, are met, uh, we're like we're seeing more companies being conscious and saying we're not going to go through crunch, we're going to give uh, we're going to delay games if if they need to be, which is which is great. Uh, but if you don't have any any um, it's not even a safety net if you don't have any guidelines of how you treat treat these workers, um, then. They'll just be abused, and I've seen this in many people that I've uh, that I know who've worked in the industry, and people out even outside of the industry, who um, they may sorry they may be in similar industries where there is a type of push, and they're treated uh, in a negative way during that time. And I think that that's an important thing to uh, keep in mind. Uh, at the same time, um, the two uh, K, I think it was two K CEO, was saying. Why would they unionize when everyone's treated so well? makes more, uh, makes so much money, and was such a work joy. Oh, this is sorry that was misquoted. I apologize. Um, He says it's hard to imagine why they would unionize when everyone's uh, treated so well. Well, they're not always treated so well. And some companies are great at treating their employees well, and some aren't. And if you don't have those types of guidelines to make sure that you keep everything, you know, together and, and keep everything ethical, as is the the word of the day, you're gonna have these these issues more and more. Um, so let's let's go on to some stuff that's that has nothing to do with ethics. We'll we'll finish that. That was the that was my little soapbox about ethics in regards to uh, video games, and move on to something completely different. Tifa from uh, Final Fantasy 7 so apparently there was a huge uh, huge fiasco r- drama whatever this is her uh, this is not what she's going to look like in the game I need to queue up what she is going to look like um, but they changed what she's going to look like and they were competing uh, and oh yeah, and I agree unions aren't going to necessarily fix that problem you, But they might not fix the problem but you have to move work towards something anyways um, so, Tiva's, uh wardrobe has actually been changed, and there was conflicting reports of what was changed uh, and why it was changed, partially because of translation and partially because some people on the internet don't give actual news. They just uh, blurt out what they think someone was talking about or make assumptions. And if, if you actually go through the... Um, what was stated uh, about her, which I'll actually even even bring up, what was stated is not that they're changing the size uh, uh, of her of her breasts because that's that's what this is all about. Um, what they said was that uh, they wanted to make sh- the actual sh- actual quote is our ethics department had asked that we make sure that her top wasn't loose so that her chest wouldn't come off as unnatural during heavy action sequences. We, so we took her simplistic upper body clothing and added black undergarments to make, make it a tank top so that it fits her body. Well, resulting in a fit and more and sporty design. What other people on YouTube and places have said is that they've reduced her breast size, which is not true. What they did, what honestly, also by, by the way, this came from the ethics uh, department, and again, ethics um, in this case has to do with a department specifically uh, about make uh, about your uh, your uh, rating, your ESRB rating. So is it going to get T? Is it going to get MA? And they put her in a sports bra. Thank you, Owen. You you said exactly what I was going to say. They put her in a sports bra instead of the tank top, the the tank top that she had before. One, you can, I mean, part of it's the design and making sure it looks it looks right. Two, physics. They are making sure that, because they, as they said, it made, wouldn't make her look unnatural. Uh, chest wouldn't come off as unnatural during heavy action sequences when she's punching and moving around. They don't want anything to be revealing. They don't want anything to move too much, because then they'll get uh, a heavier rating from the uh, ESRB. I get it. I don't. I don't think necessarily they needed to add black to it, but uh, in regards for that reason. But at the same time, I love the look. Uh, I think it's a great subtle change to her to her uh, wardrobe. Still makes her look great. I've actually. I think that this transition from just the regular white uh, tank top. I think it looks great, and it looks like a sports bra. It looks like she's just ready to rumble, and that's exactly what she needs to look like. Um, other like i said other people have have uh have been talking about it make making it them saying or making it smaller the original uh interview um actually refers to it tight tightening and constricting not reducing uh so the words that were used uh, in japanese had nothing to do with reducing it was specifically saying let's make sure that they don't go wild and uh yeah that's I could talk a lot about that, but I'm, I'm just really excited about uh, about that uh, about that game. Uh, let's talk about Star Wars for a little bit. So we got a little bit more information on the uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order game, and in doing so, they released an extended gameplay trailer because the previous trailer was uh, 14 minutes. Uh, the full 25-minute hands-on footage uh, was released. It looks even more amazing because it just adds even more stuff. But one of the things that I th- what thought was really great about this, um, and i want to read a little excerpt uh, they're talking about. Uh, they said, I promise there is a considerable challenge to the depth, uh, sorry, challenge and depth to be found within the combat system. The same can be said about our approach to level design which is crafted in a non-linear way with heavy influences from Metroid, Castlevania, and the Souls series. Wow. Okay, we knew we were getting a single-player narrative uh, experience. We knew that, by the way, this game is not have does not have any uh, microtransactions. It's just all about uh, the story. That's what they've been telling us, at least. I am even more excited about this. Uh, for those of you who don't know what they're referring to, who maybe you haven't played those games maybe that's not your thing, that's cool um, essentially you're going to be able to planet hop in this game you'll be able to choose where you want to go you don't have to go through just a linear story you can choose where you want to go and going to the different areas will gain you abilities or keys or whatever it is that will allow you to then travel back to a place that you were previously and continue or open up a path that you weren't familiar with before I'm curious to see how this will implement it, be implemented in here. In the Dark Souls franchise, it's it's done through discovering and opening up pathways where you realize that there's a connection to different areas that you may have not realized that are actually right next to each other. Or you find a key, which is the most basic of mechanics, but at the same time, it works so well. You find a key... You go back and you put the key in the door and then you open it up it could be something that simple it could be some additional code which they actually show in the in the gameplay trailer here they show some additional code uh additional uh parts or code or whatever uh given to the droid and he says something specific about like oh that'll let you do this um i'm i'm just even more excited about this game than i was before Uh, i mentioned um something a long time ago on this on this show which obviously they didn't listen to me uh, because um, they don't watch the show. Maybe they do. Uh, I said a couple years ago that I would love to see a game, a Star Wars game, uh, that had a layout like Dark Souls and call it Dark Forces because Dark Forces was the uh, shooter uh, done back in the day uh, on PC and I know there's console ports as well. But... Uh, my pitch was, why don't we have a Star Wars game like that, where you go around using the Force and using blasters and whatever, but you're in a uh, in a layout uh, in the world of Star Wars, but the layout is like Dark Souls. And holy crap, we're getting something uh, that's pretty darn close to that. I'm I'm even more excited about it because it sounds like they're making a game that I wanted that I would would have loved to have been a part of or or helped write. And I think it's amazing that um, it's it's. I'm not saying they stole it from me. I think it's an idea of parallel thinking. Someone else had the idea of combining these amazing things, and it's gonna be it's gonna be wonderful. I think um, I'm even more excited about this game than I was before, which is really hard to be. Um, but I don't know. I could continue on and on and on about Star Wars, but I'll just I've decided to rant about something else that I've that I've uh, ran across. This actually, the first stories of this started I want to say last week or so. But if you find the breadcrumbs you'll actually see that it goes back quite further than that Keanu Reeves is in talks uh, with Marvel is the headline people keep posting that's not what's actually happening Keanu Reeves has been in talks with Marvel that's the correct headline he has been talking to Marvel for years Kevin Feige's talked about wanting to get him into Marvel for years and get him in the right role for him and they said they haven't found a fit yet they have not said that they're talking to him about a specific role they're just saying we really want to include him in that and with this renaissance that keanu reeves is having having right now i think it's a great idea i think it's a great idea for his uh for his acting career i think it's a great idea for marvel i'll tell you who he should not play he should not be wolverine for many 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 reasons um First and foremost, I've said this countless times, but he's way too tall. We need to have a Wolverine that's more like the Wolverine of the comics. We need to distance ourselves from the Hugh Jackman version of Wolverine. What we got there was not, what we got there was not the comic book vol- version of Wolverine. We need to distance ourselves from that uh, in regards to uh, the franchise. This is exact. This is what they should be doing uh, at uh, at Marvel Disney right now if you want to introduce wolverine you wait and you introduce something very different than what we got with hugh jackman you don't need a leading man you don't want a leading man you don't make him the center of attention you make him awesome but you lead with cyclops you lead with other leading characters and then cyclops and storm should be the center of it in my opinion and you then have wolverine in there as well he's a sidekick who is amazing and then he can get some upfront time later on. But from the get-go, he should not be the center of attention. I'll tell you who Keanu Reeves should play. Victor Von Doom. We need a very, very good Doom in the Marvel Universe. And Dr. Doom is not just a Fantastic Four villain. That's how we've seen him in, uh, in the movies because he's so closely tied to the Fantastic Four. He is not just a Fantastic Four villain, and I think there's a good chance that they're going to lead towards him being the main villain for the uh, for Phase 4, uh, if not 4 and 5. There is so much to do with this character. If you're doing Secret Wars, you've got him. If you want to bring in Galactus, you've got him. There's so many things you can tie in with him. Um, uh, was it Dark Avengers? There's... You, I could just go on and on about the, the, the different ways you could tie in uh, Doom into the franchise. So if we have him as as Dr. Doom, the question has to be, who do we pick for Reed Richards? And this is going around, I'm not going to say this is my choice, or I'm not going to say this is my idea. This After I've read it, I thought this was perfect, and this has been floating around for a while, but John Krasinski... As Reed Richards and throw in his wife Emily Blunt as the Invisible Woman, as Sue Storm, and there's your first family of Marvel. I think it'd be perfect. Their chemistry in movies is wonderful. They're both great actors. Their chemistry, they've shown that uh, their chemistry on set is great. They've shown that they can knock out great performances together uh, and it doesn't distract from uh, from the production whatsoever they're doing. uh, I'm assuming that they're both going to be in the quiet place sequel or, uh, we'll see, we'll see how that happens, but there's a quiet place sequel, uh, coming out, uh, that he's directing and writing. That's my pick for Reed Richards. And I know it's other people's picks as well, but I don't, I have not seen anyone else mention, uh, Keanu Reeves for, um, for Doctor Doom, but I think he is the best choice that I can think of right now. I'm sure, I'm sure there's there's great actors out there, but I think he's the best choice in my opinion for this. Uh, then you also get a Keanu Reeves for at least five or six movies, easy. You wouldn't have to worry about him being the villain of the week. Uh, you wouldn't have to worry about him being a villain in one movie and then gone. Um, so I think it'd be it'd be great, great use for his ta- of his talents and something different for him. Uh, so he doesn't have to do something you know, similar where if they put him in as Punisher or something, because they can bring in their own version of Punisher. They're not locked into what Netflix did. They could change it up. Um, that that being because they've canceled Netflix, the Netflix shows and they can decide to fold their own stuff into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know. So let me know in the comments who you think uh, Keanu Reeves should play, or if you think someone else should play Dr. Doom, and what is your favorite Marvel character that has not shown up yet uh, in the movies? Let me know in the comments, and we'll see you next time.